Breaking news from The Athletic. Hi, this is Lindsay Jones from The Athletic NFL, joined today by my colleague Mike Sando to discuss some breaking news in the NFL out of the owners' meetings where they passed two interesting proposals, one that affects the playoff format as a contingency plan if the rest of the regular season gets impacted by COVID, and then another proposal that might have some interesting implications when it comes to diversity hiring. But Mike, let's get into this playoff proposal first. So basically what the NFL passed today is a contingency plan that if the league is not able to complete its 256 game slate in the 17 or 18 week framework, they've given themselves the option to expand the playoff field to 16 teams, eight teams per conference, seed at one through eight based on winning percentage and not reseed. Not and no bye that. week. No bye no week. No bye week. Yeah. So yeah. when you see this, this potential reformatting, what's your reaction and what sort of uh, implications could this okay. have for the league? So my mind first goes to, hey, maybe some coaches and their families with kids don't get fired and have to move because maybe now a couple teams make the playoffs that weren't going to get in before. So I'm looking at you, Chicago, or, you know, some of these teams, especially if you were in a division where there's that Cleveland's obviously not going to fire their coach. They've done a good job, but there's two really good teams in in the AFC North, right? Baltimore and Pittsburgh are going to be at the top. Is this a window for Cleveland to get in, right? So um, real opportunities. I mean, I think it's a very positive thing for teams. And you're going to hear, you know, purists talk about watering down the field. That's a bunch of bull. We'll all watch, right? We watched the Patriots-Jets this week, right? So we'll watch the extra playoff game. I think it's kind of cool that there's more teams. Well, and the way to not water down the playoff field is to just do it straight by winning percentage and not ensure that the NFC East champion gets one of those spots. Although the way that the the seedings would work is it's based on winning percentage. So the the NFC East champion would very likely be the eight seed in this yeah. in this format. They wouldn't automatically get a home game or the number four seed like they would under the traditional format. I do want to say as much fun as it is to kind of speculate and look at this. And um, I think it would be really fun. And yeah, look, we all want to watch more football probably in January. It is a long shot. This is only going to be in place if they have to cancel games that matter. And that means games later in the season that have actual playoff implications. So I don't want to get too excited about it and and envision this actually happening just because the league is so focused and league executives, including Roger Goodell, reinforced that on Tuesday that they are very focused. Their primary goal is to get the full season played within 17 weeks and a potential week 18 as their first contingency plan. Now, the positive tests are up for COVID. So I think there's probably an urgency here. Now, you're talking about meaningful games. Let's just get this right. Late in the season, I'm picturing two division rivals playing with a with something on the line of Week 17. What if in the interim, uh, in Week 12 and 13, three teams can't play and those games aren't necessarily rescheduled? Uh, they were meaningful, you know. Let's just say they were division games. Those is that effect, is that calculating into their thought process here, or is it more towards really at the end of the year? Yeah, I mean, I think they want they're they're still trying to delay using that Week 18 option. Till as yeah. long as possible. But the fact that more and more teams have had their bye weeks now, I mean, we're here what, going into week 10, where most teams now have had their bye weeks. So they don't have a ton of flexibility. Really, the flexibility they have to postpone games. And as you said, as COVID cases are rising and 
you know, that could be on the table. What what we're going to be looking at for rescheduling is, you know, potentially moving Thursday games to a weekend, moving games from Sunday to a Monday. We've already seen a couple Monday night doubleheaders. That's something they could still do. We've already seen one Tuesday game. I think that's something that, you know, would remain on the table that they could potentially do. I think when we talk about, you know, meaningful games and moving games around is that, you know, we might get to week 16 or week 17 and, you know, they have to try to figure out moving games around or if a game is going to get canceled. And look, you don't in in week 17, if it's the Jets and the Patriots and one of those teams all of a sudden has an outbreak, you know, around Christmas time, you're not going to push the week 17 game between the Jets and the Patriots neither of whom look like they're well clearly the jets but the patriots yeah. also do not look like they're on a path to the postseason you're not going to move that game into week 18 you're not going to move that game you know you're not going to have a monday night option you're not going to have a tuesday option so there's a chance that it, you know we, we could see some games just get canceled late in the year but if that game is canceled it's not going to kick in this formula it's let's say it's brown Steelers that's scheduled for week 17 that for some reason has to get postponed or canceled that game matters and if you have to cancel that game then you then all of a sudden you're kicking into this this other playoff format so there's still a lot that we don't exactly know about how it's all going to work it's really fun to speculate about though and look at what the potential bracket would look like um and I still am holding out a little hope that they might kick the NFC East out although I don't think I actually thought you're we were joking about the Patriots I actually thought Hmm, what could they be a team that hangs around enough and becomes the eighth seed in the AFC? So you heard it here first. Yeah, I mean the AFC, I did just go through kind of the current standings and where this where this shakes out. The the AFC is a little bit more clear. Like the the top eight teams in AFC are a lot more clear and actually have better winning percentages and better winning records. The NFC is where it gets kind of messy because all of a sudden you're getting to, you know. The Niners right now would be that nine too. seed, and they're under five hundred right now. So, um, you know, it's it's interesting to think of. And like, Minnesota's, who get in. Minnesota's hanging around, you know, and as yeah. winning a couple games now, that they're better than their record was early. So, I'm with you. This is probably all a bunch of hypothetical, but it's kind of fun to go through. Yeah, I mean, given all the other negative stuff that we're dealing with and hypotheticals in this country yeah. right now, you know, it's fun to have something uh, like this to talk about. So let's get into the other proposal that passed on Tuesday at the owners' meetings, um, and that is another diversity proposal. And what the NFL owners agreed to do now is that in in future hiring cycles, if a team loses a minority assistant coach or personnel executive who takes either a head coaching job or a general manager job with another team, the team that loses this person will be rewarded with a pair of third round compensatory draft picks. This was intended to be a reward for developing minority candidates. Um, The team that hires these people that hires the a minority head coach or general manager, they won't receive this reward. That's the big change from the proposal that was on the table back in the spring that the NFL owners actually tabled. So Mike, you and I have done a lot of reporting um, over the last few months about minority, uh, minority coaches and what that pipeline looks like. Um, what do you think about this proposal? Yeah. Do you think it's going to have any impact? I think the league might be overthinking this one. Um, it's, are people really going to promote based on a potential of getting future picks? And then if I'm, let's just say I'm the hiring team, let's just say I'm the chargers this off season. I want to hire the enemy. 
Wait, you mean my division rival is going to get two third round picks and they're going to take the next two guys who are going to be running fly patterns on me for the next three years? I don't know that that's that all that stuff's going to enter in. It just it doesn't feel perfect to me. I understand what they want to do, and I want to encourage that to happen too. The development of it. This just feels a little weird to me, and I I I'm open minded on it. Like I haven't fully thought it through. But my initial thought sort of goes to unintended consequences, and is this really going to, um, you know, be as big of a boon as, say, to me, like requiring the interviews, uh, the Rooney Rule type interviews for coordinators and stuff, and multiple of those? I think that's real. I mean, I think that really makes you do your research on candidates that maybe you didn't know about, you know, before. Whereas this, I don't know. Am, am I off on this? What, what's your feeling? No, do you I mean, like I, it? I, I don't think I don't think you're off on this. I think the one important thing that we should keep in mind or people who are, you know, maybe just hearing about this proposal for the first time is that it's it didn't kind of happen in a vacuum. It wasn't the only thing that happened this year when it comes to diversity proposals. They did expand the Rooney rule earlier this year. They did remove an anti tampering rule that was largely used to prevent upward mobility of it, it, it it adversely impacted coaches of color. Um, along the way. So the idea was, we need to just encourage teams to continue developing and to not, you know, prevent the upward mobility of coaches and to kind of hoard them. So, you know, it it certainly isn't perfect. And you're completely right that, that, that it isn't perfect. I think it's better than that proposal that was on the table back in May that was going to reward the teams that hired the minority coaches, like they should not be have they should not be incentivized. Yeah, you should not have to be incentivized to do this, right? Exactly. You shouldn't. And is it? uh, Is it? Let's just let's just give an example. Let's say, uh, let's say this next off season, the uh, picket team, the Falcons hire as an offensive consultant Jim Caldwell. Okay, and then a year later. Um, another team hires Caldwell as a head coach. So the Falcons get two third round picks well, for developing Jim Caldwell. Well, not not exactly. Well, he would have to be on the other staff for two years as part of the proposal. Okay, two years. He's, okay, but yeah, but that's right, right? I mean, or if Marvin Lewis came back into a consulting I mean, role, but yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of kind of unintended consequences or rabbit holes that we could go down as we think about it. It's definitely intended for the like the up and coming coordinator for the young personnel executive. But um, I think there's a lot of ways and I know how your brain works, Mike, and you're going yeah, down all of those, yeah, those roads like, right now. Are we going to start reading stories about, you know, God, the Patriots sure are high on these seven coaches, you know, that they want to get two or three round picks for. I, I, I don't know. It's just, I hope they can accomplish what needs to be accomplished without resorting to kind of not, I mean, gimmicky, but just kind of weird incentive processes, right? Do the right thing. I I am totally on board for the Bill Belichick (laughs) conspiracy theory about him hiring Jim Caldwell just to keep him for two years so that in 2025, he can have some third round A two-year deal. Maybe this will spur the two-year deal. You know, I don't know. I, I understand the spirit of it. I'm good with that. You know, it just... Doesn't feel exactly perfect to me. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining me today. And make sure you read The Athletic and stay tuned to this breaking news podcast for more breaking news coverage here at The Athletic.